Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Oh, man, listen, we're getting into uh, end of the year. It's around the corner. She's upon us. And I don't know what you're going to be doing for you know, 2022, how you're going to ring in the new year. But I want you to know this. If you go into the new year with extremely lowered expectations, you'll be surprised and you'll surprise yourself. That's what I believe. I'm trying to figure out some new goals for the new year. And obviously one of them is to take the production of this podcast over the top. One of my goals is to have a full-time studio where I can be recording, video recording these all the time, get some extra set of hands and some help because I really want you guys to be able to watch these podcasts as well. And I just think the podcast is only continuing to grow and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. And I just want y'all to know that from the bottom of my heart. So all of that being said, I wanted to just kind of let you know, that's what we're going to be doing. Hopefully in the new year, may not be till around February. I'm trying to build out a space but I want to be able to see your faces and I would like to have cool graphics. And I don't know, maybe some fucking pop art. You know, it's like, I got to hire fucking people to do this and I got to go on the Craigslist. It's all a fucking shit show. You know it, I know it. You know, I don't do a good job at delegating because I'm a one woman show. Okay. But I'm going to try and really up the ante with the production um, of this podcast so we can see each other. Maybe we make the absolutely not line also some video elements. So if you want to send in a video, I I would love to be able to see your faces as well. So bear with me. If you have any thoughts or questions or concerns, you can always call into the hotline 800-213-7503. And I would love for any of your ideas and suggestions because you know what? You know what? It's like the one minute I get fucking top listings and I'm crushing the podcast, the next thing somebody goes, why can't I want you in video? Why haven't you had on Drew Barrymore? A what? Huh? Give me a fucking break. I have literally been on a, I've been in a sky club for the last six months entertaining you fuckers, okay? I'm so grateful for what I do. But mom only spends about 48 hours touchdown when she gets home and I record in a dark, cold basement right now, bitches. So I'm doing my best. 
Hopefully, goal is in the new year that we will take the production to the next level. Anywho, listen, I want to really get to the hotline and just hit some of these voicemails hard. Y'all have continued to send in things through the holidays, through this last month. We're crushing December. And I wanted to get to some of your voicemails because some of the things that you're saying are still insane. They're unacceptable. And I won't stand for it. Uh, So we got a lot of voicemails to get into. As always, please call into the hotline, 800 213 You make my life. You bring me joy. Let's get into the voicemails because there's so much to unpack and uncover here on the absolutely not line. Listen, New Year's is around the corner, right? Holiday season is upon us and you don't have time to feel crappy. The next day after drinking, No Days Wasted has a special holiday offer for my Absolutely Not listeners. Take 25% off this holiday season site-wide. Yes, you heard it here first. Stay prepared for all the holiday festivities and forget the nausea, brain fog, and anxiety that you get the next day. No Days Wasted is here for you with DHM Detox. It's a vitamin for when you drink. It's an herbal supplement packed with antioxidants, anti-inflammatory ingredients, and is plant-based. We all need a little support for when we have a couple of drinks so you can get back to feeling your best the next day. DHM Detox uses research science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol and help break down those pesky toxins. Just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work. And if you're not on the DHM Detox train, you're truly missing out. Listen, okay, if you haven't finished your Christmas shopping or maybe you're buying a a last minute gift for somebody, order them some DHM Detox and they will be so thrilled you're spending the holidays with them. Also, DHM Detox is now on GoPuff, which means delivery to your house, a party, the bar, or anywhere else in 30 minutes or less. Just head over to GoPuff app and search No Days Wasted. And I've got you a special 25% off your order and free shipping in the U.S. for the holidays. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash absolutely 25 and use promo code absolutely 25 at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash absolutely 25 for 25% off your order. Hey, Heather, this is Haley from Louisiana. I have an absolutely not from Thanksgiving that needs to just kind of boil over to Christmas. Look, I am all about hanging out with family and we have a baby now, so we've got to bring him so everyone can see him. But owning a business, I don't have time to be sick. So if you are hanging out in the living room with your snotty ass kid and you just casually say, so-and-so has a stomach bug, get out, go home. We'll drop a plate off on the front door. Do not knowingly bring you or your kid to a function where you're going to get everyone else sick. It irritates me to no end. I just can't with just the way people just float through life without using their brain. Anyways, hoping to see you at one of your Southern shows soon. Happy holidays. Love you much. Hey, sister friend, completely agree with you. This is absolutely eye-opening, infuriating, shakes me to my core. First of all, the stomach bug is one of the most ferocious things you can ever get. It is an absolute, I would say, 
raw raping of your insides, both coming up and going out. If you've gotten the stomach bug, I can spot a stomach bug 10 miles away. Usually you wake up around 3.55 in the morning, okay? It always happens in the middle of the night. You go to bed feeling fine. Then all of a sudden you wake up projectile vomiting all over your credenza. That's how it goes. At least for me, that's how it goes. Next thing you know, you spend the next, I'd say, hour and a half or at least till sunrise gripping the bottom of the toilet. Sometimes you're sitting on the toilet, puking in the sink or the shower or the bath, whatever's closest. It's a real, like I said, raping of the insides. And I get wildly upset, wildly triggered by this. When people, A, bring their kids, it's a minor stomach bug. It only lasts 24 hours. Do you know what? I don't need that for an hour. I mean, could I stand to do a nice, you know, cleansing if I had massive diarrhea for two days, would I feel loose and light in the pants? Yes, I would. I would, but I don't need that right now because mama's full steam ahead to the new year. It's insane to me. You know, and I think, I thought COVID would have really, you know, that almost went the other opposite direction, right? Because then during COVID, if you so much as had like, I don't know, like a long nose hair. People were like, don't fucking come in my house. And I'm like, I find it interesting. I find it interesting, Lindsay, when you're the one who brings your fucking sick kids over for every barbecue, but now all of a sudden you're the one being like, bitch, you can't come in because you can't find your nose hair trimmers. Fuck off. We know what you've done with Brantley and Bryceley. They've been fucking puking all over school and then you throw them in the back of your car and you bring them to the nail salon and they sit in there while I'm getting a gel. You know what I mean? While I'm getting my feet rubbed by my girl, Lisa, and they've gone in and out the bathroom with diarrhea. And then I go in there, wash my hands, but touch the doorknob. And the next thing you know, I've scratched my face because of my masks itch. And then I, 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 I can't, you know, do my job because I've got the bug. Anything that's called a bug, I don't want a parasite. I don't want a bug. And they try and make it cutesy. It's a stomach bug. It's a stomach bug. It's not a ladybug. This is a fucking stage five tarantula. Okay? This is a cockroach that'll peel your face off. Always, it's always, I mean, it's a minor stomach bug. It's a little stomach bug. When you live with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, that I feel like probably a quarter of my listeners do because I know you guys are always asking me about my gut flora. Again, none of your fucking business. It's wild to me. It's wild to me how insensitive somebody could be by bringing their child with the stomach bug around you when you're like, I'm already shitting myself on the reg. I've had to push something back up there once because I didn't know if it was supposed to come out of my body or not. It's always, it's just, I had the stomach bug. I had the stomach bug. Well, what I'm saying is with COVID, remember, you like it really made people hyper aware of if you're sick, don't show up to something. Listen, I was the worst person. I never show up if I had a stomach bug. But if I had like a science infection, A, obviously, if they're not contagious and I still was given the green light, but I'm a sick kid. I'm always sick. I would fight through a strep throat, stomach, sinus infection. Dude, if you had fucking pink eye, put on an eye patch and wash your hands. You know what I mean? We've been used to that go, go, go mentality. But guess what? I don't know how many times I have to say this. If you're sick over the holidays, stay the fuck home. Don't go to the tree lighting. Don't start caroling with the fucking neighbors. And that's not me being a germaphobe. But just chill the fuck out and stay home and let your kids watch Frozen. 
Moana, Paw Patrol. Oh, I feel this. I really feel this. I'm not even trying to like yell at the children. It's not the children's fault. It's the fucking parents. Oh, because you wanted to go get lit with your cousins. Maybe you keep the whole crew home. Lysaw Brantley, from the tip of his toes to the top of his head. Oh, God. I feel bad for my friend's kids who are in daycare. You know, they're going through that shit right now where every fucking kid has a million different things. And obviously, post-COVID, well, we're still in it. Omicron is, who the fuck knows, around the corner. And we're still in it. And we're still trying to figure it out. But all my friends who have kids in daycare are just like, oh, my kid comes back with Ebola every other day. When you're a parent, I'm, I'm trying to empathize a little bit or maybe sympathize because I can't empathize because I don't have kids. But I get it. I, I do understand that aspect where you're like, listen, my kids have to go with me. I can't leave them home tied to the tree with a pork chop. It, it doesn't work that way. But don't go to the family function. Guys, we don't have to do everything with everybody all the time. You do know that, right? Maybe the four of y'all, maybe Mark, Lindsay, and Brantley and Brixley, maybe I'll just stay home. Again, watch Frozen. Lindsay and Mark probably haven't touched each other in about six months. So maybe y'all spend the day looking in each other's eyes instead of going over to the big fam's house and smoking cigarettes behind the garage to avoid one another because you know you're headed for divorce. Maybe stay home and work through the thoughts and feelings. So you know when it comes New Year, if you need to refinance the home or split and get out. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sorry. Really get negative. But no, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you with the, oh, I just, it's okay. It's cool. We just got a little stomach bug. No, stomach bug, especially like, remember at fucking camp? Remember when you were at camp and then the stomach bug was going around? Remember, have you ever been on a cruise ship? Remember the carnival cruises where the norovirus would take over? And it's like a floating fucking Petri dish and everybody on the cruise gets stuck out at sea and there's shit coming down the walls because people are just barfing everywhere. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Stomach bug is the most contagious thing on the planet. You so much, if you wake up, okay, I'm not even going to go there, but all I'm going to say is the SB, this isn't spring break, it's the stomach bug. You know it, I know it, don't fuck with it. These are the symptoms if you wake up usually in the middle of the night. There's a difference between food poisoning too. Food poisoning usually either hits you immediately, like if you have a shellfish allergy and you eat something, you immediately have diarrheas or throw up. Or the stomach bug or uh, food poisoning will hit you, I believe, 12 hours later. Also, food poisoning and the stomach bug have similar things. But if you feel super fluy, achy for about 24 to 48 hours and you're barfing or just doing the doo-doos, that's it. It's SB. This is not spring break. It's a stomach bug. And you know what I don't have time for? You to bring your fucking annoying kids to the Christmas party. Keep them home. Turn on Moana. Next voicemail. You're showing up to a holiday party and you don't know what to bring. Well, I got the answer for you. And that's a case of June Shine. What is that? Well, it's a better for you alcohol. It's made with only real organic ingredients. And unlike other alcoholic beverages, they are transparent about everything they put in their products. There's only three grams of sugar, low carb, and it's full of probiotics. It comes in great, delicious, creative flavor combos. Like I love their brand new prickly pear margarita. And they are always smooth, refreshing, and enjoyable. Here's the thing. The cool thing about June Shine is it's so much different than just your typical adult beverage, okay? It's delicious. It's a better for you alcoholic drink. 
and I'm here for it. Also, they're sustainably produced. So it's 100% carbon neutral. They donate 1% of sales to environmental nonprofits and their brewery is powered by 100% renewable solar. They plant trees for all those used to make their six-pack boxes. It doesn't get better than that. And the best of all, it doesn't leave you with that I'm too full after drinking feeling and gives you a lighter, brighter buzz. I like June Shine. I got sent a big like case of it and I'm very into it. And it's nice too, if you're going out and you're like, I want a couple of drinks, but I don't want to feel like crap the next day. I like June Shine. It's my jam. I get this stuff delivered straight to my doorstep now that June Shine has nationwide shipping. We've worked out a special deal for my listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping site-wide. I recommend trying one of their best-selling variety packs. It's a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. Go to June Shine. That's June, like the month, shine, like shine bright, juneshine.com slash absolutely, or use code absolutely at checkout to claim this deal. That's J-U-N-E-S-H-I-N-E.com slash absolutely. June Shine can also be found in over 10,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Safeway, Kroger, and Publix. Hey, Heather, it's Claire from Alabama. I'm just calling, first of all, before I get into my absolutely not, congratulations on how successful your tour has been this year. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. You make me giggle every time I think about you, hear you, see you. Anyway, let's get into this bullshit. So I took my dog to a new groomer, which I already knew it was probably going to be bad. It always is. Literally, I asked for a light trend. He's a lab. He is shaved, but she didn't even trim his balls. So he is literally looks like a raw chicken tender with a hairy nut sack. So absolutely not to freaking Trish. And that's literally her name. I can't even make that up. But, you know, just murdered my dog's hair. But anyway, you made me giggle, girl. Love and light. Claire, really enjoying how, what a great voicemail, a very thorough, got to the facts, also came in strong with a compliment up top, which really engaged me and made me feel good about myself. I loved it. You gave me a lot of details and you painted a nice picture. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, this is how to leave a voicemail. All right, Trish, always a fucking Trish. Trish is the kind of bitch that works at you know, the mall when in like the Macy's department store, she's the one who you have to pay an extra $10 to do the gift wrapping for your Christmas gifts. And she's like that scene from Love Actually where Mr. Bean, you know, takes 45 minutes, adds the lavender, the rosemary, the confetti, the extra ribbon. And you're like, fucking Trish, wrap this shit up. I got to go. I got to pick up the kids. That's the Trish. Trish is also the woman who works as the, at the dog groomers. You know what I mean? She takes artistic liberty. She says, oh, you have a lab? I want to make it look like a poodle. Trish lives by her own rules, always has. And you can't really be mad at her for that because she's an independent woman. But also, Trish, we know you've been drinking on the job. You know, it's very obvious. And it's always something like she has a Yeti full of her morning cup of coffee. However, it is full of, you know, Bailey's cream in it. It's full of some sort of, I'd say, peppermint liqueur. She's always working a holiday job because, you know, Trish is retired usually January through the end of October. But man, November and December come up and that's her time to get that bag. Secure the bag, Trish. She's probably never been a dog groomer. Um, She actually lives multiple lives. Some might call her 
I don't know, a scammer, but that's usually what happens. And Claire, you're calling me from Alabama, so I know exactly what happened. You are probably somewhere, maybe in Mountain Brook, but maybe right outside Vestavia Hills, which is a nice little community outside of Mountain Brook and Birmingham. You know what I mean? You pulled up to this new groomer's place called Barkin' Bitches, and you're like, oh, this is great. And they're like, oh, we have, because so many dogs have been getting groomed for the holidays for their photos of Santa, we brought in some extra help. Your dog, Maisie, is going to be teamed up with Trish. And as soon as you see her, she comes around the corner. She's got her little apron on, her gloves, comes out to receive Maisie, the dog. And and you see it. You spot it. You can smell it. You know this bitch, okay? First of all, she smells like Clinique Happy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. She buys it at the counter at Dillard's. You fucking know her, Trish, okay? She has two-toned hair which means it's a, a like a light dusty brown in the front and then heavy tiger stripe highlights uh, all through the front. It's really bright around the face and dead at the ends. That's Trish. So she smells like the Clinique Happy that, I don't know, we all quit wearing in about the fourth grade. And she also smells like a touch of menthol. The menthol is layered nicely with the floral notes of the Clinique Happy. So it's a real roundabout smell of white trash. I love her. Listen, it's okay. I'm white and sometimes can be trashy, so I'm allowed to say these things, okay? As long as I speak within my own community, it's all Gucci. Trish, she is uh, on her fifth husband, but this one she definitely found online. Maybe it was a little bit of a 90-day fiance situation. He lives in Ecuador, but hey, he's a cutie with a booty and they've never met in person. But Trish, again, is retired because the last four husbands she got decent alimony from. So she's been living check to check, has a house down in Florabama, which is, it's actually Orange Beach, Alabama. She's got a condo. It's actually a timeshare left by the third husband. And, you know, I don't know how she scammed even the court of law, but she got a lot of fucking things out of these men. A couple of them are dead. We don't ask questions. But again, even with that alimony money and her sensible cushion of retirement funds, she still wears Clinique Happy and smokes menthols. She has a light SUV. It's not a big one. It's not a big boy like an Expedition, but it's a midsize. And I'm going to go with, honestly, like a 2000 and I'd say 15 Buick, still high end, but also has for sure hit a couple deer. Didn't get it fixed, because why should you? That's the car she takes down to her timeshare in Orange Beach. Anyways, back to the dog. Trish comes out. You see her. You smell her. You know everything about her, okay? She's been drinking since 8 a.m. And right now, you're dropping off your dog at 1 p.m., hoping for a 4 p.m. pickup with Sweet Maisie, who's going to have a high and tight cut. But again, let's actually trim around the balls because there's nothing worse than a dingleberry stuck to a ball. And the dingleberries only happen with those labs when there's a lot of fluffy hair right around the anus. So you come back and you your dog is basically fucking bald. Your dog is a mullet because it's bald, but then it's got long nut hair. Nothing worse. And I'm sorry, you told me your dog was a male, but I'm using the word Maisie. But hey, Maisie lives her life just like Trish. What do you do? You know, in this instant, it's obviously and absolutely not. Trish did what she wanted, did not take direction, and will be expecting at least a 35%. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, Trish. She's literally chewing gum while drinking a coffee at the same time that has alcohol in it. And you're always like, I don't know how she mixes, you know, the the peppermint. Maybe it's a nicotine gum. That's what it is. It's nicotine. And she's holding her Yeti 
full that says, and she's holding an Auburn Yeti. You know it. An Auburn Yeti never went there. It's never even been to a game. An Auburn Yeti with her Irish coffee, her Bailey's in it, if you will. And she's looking at you. And then she takes a look at the dog. And then she takes a look at you. And she's like, where's my tip? And literally hands out her hand and starts doing this. Can you hear that? Like I'm rubbing my fingers together like, like old school. Like what you'd see in an old like Beverly Hills movie. Beverly Hills Ninja. Where the valets are like, where's my tip? Or like Home Alone. Remember the fucking guy who works at the Home Alone 2 when, when what's his name, Kevin, gets stuck at the plaza? And what's his name? He goes to the door to deliver like the luggage and he's like rubbing his little white gloves together. Like who the fuck does that? Nobody goes up and like rubs their little hand together like where's my cash tip? But Trish does that. Trish and the butler and Home Alone too. They're the two type of people that rub their fingers together looking for a cash tip. And you look at your dog and you go, that's not what I fucking asked for. And she goes, yeah, it is. That's exactly what you asked me for. And you know in this moment that she's a grade-A manipulator. You don't understand how because she is so unassuming in that sense. But as soon as she opens her mouth and she says, that is what you asked for, and keeps rubbing her fingers together like the fucking butler from Home Alone 2, you realize it's a losing battle. You're not going to win this one. So you know what you have to do? Take a step back and just go, pay her the 35% tip and go home and just hold your dog and fucking pour yourself a bourbon and cry together because you got God, but you should have known, but you didn't have the wherewithal and the balls, Claire, to go ahead and tell Trish or to tell the grooming place, no, not that bitch. Anybody here can cut my dog's hair, but not Trish because she's a scammer. You know it. You know it and I know it. You know, and your dog could be coming out with like a, a bleeding leg and she's like, he did it to himself. He picked up the clippers and just started hacking at his leg. And you're like, that's not a fucking thing. My dog can't do that. He doesn't have hands. You know, and but that's it. That's Trish. And she's a fucking scammer. A lot of you love an Aunt Trish. She's been divorced six or seven times. And usually when you get divorced and you get alimony and then your alimony stops once you get married to another person. But Trish is such a fucking scammer. She's been receiving consistent alimony from the last like 10 husbands. So Claire, while I empathize and, and for sure and absolutely not, I don't agree with the things that she did to your dog, but I just want you to know this was on you. You should have spoken up before you even allowed the dog to get taken back. And it's unfortunate, but there are these white Trish scammers. They're not Karens. It's a totally different thing. It's a Trish. You know, you know, you always run into her at the outlet malls in distant Florida. You know, she's Trish. You know, she goes to the Great American Cookie Company and gets one of those dosey dos. Oh, fuck, y'all. I was a fuck with the dosey dough. If you don't know what that is, you go to the Great American Cookie Company at the mall and they take two of their cookies and I would always get the chocolate chip, but it was the chocolate chip with the M&Ms. And then they put a bunch of frosting in the fucking middle and it's like a chocolate chip cookie sandwich. Because that's the kind of fat ass kid I was. And she's always munching on one of those or an Auntie Anne's pretzel as she's crushing the outlet malls in Destin. And she's such a scamming bitch that she goes into some of these stores like Pandora and she's like, I'm going to get a cup of Jingle Jangles for my niece's bracelet. And she loves Disney. You know, Trish loves Disney. She goes in there and everything's already like a 20% off, but somehow she shows up with a coupon that she forged because she's actually like really good at Photoshop. She forged an extra like 75% off coupon. <laughs> so as she's leaving Pandora, they are giving her free Jingle Jangles 
And she's leaving with like $235 cash in her pocket. That's fucking Trish. You know where you love her, but she's scamming. You know, Trish is a scammer and does it so well, you can't be mad at it. And then she goes and gets in her 2012 Buick SUV, you know, rolls down the window, lots one of them menthols and says, I'm quitting tomorrow. <laughs> and that's on God. Let's get to the next voicemail. Congratulations. You made it sort of through the holidays, right? You made it and you're like, I got to unpack the amount of trauma that I just dealt with dealing with my family or extended family or friends I hadn't seen in a while. You know what I love? I love taking a quiet moment for myself and talking to my therapist through Talkspace. You can literally have a conversation with your therapist anytime, any place that's convenient for you. And I just think Talkspace is such an incredible service. And I'm so thrilled that they're a part of the podcast because, hey, I talk to you guys about my issues. Why not have somebody else to really unload some things off your chest and to work through some things? Maybe you're feeling a little anxious through the holidays. Maybe if you feel a touch depressed, maybe you just need an extra set of ears to work through some, some difficult things that you're trying to navigate in your life right now. Well, don't worry. Talkspace is awesome for you. It is the number one online therapy platform and there are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. It works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code ABSOLUTELY. Again, that's $100 off when you use code ABSOLUTELY at Talkspace.com. I got you. You've got it. Again, go to Talkspace.com. Use code ABSOLUTELY to get $100 off. You're welcome, babies. Hey, Heather. This is Katie from Kansas City. Huge fan. Absolutely fucking not to the things women have to go through during an definitely after childbirth. Everyone warns you about the nipples, like, oh, if you breastfeed, like your nipples are going to change or whatever the fuck. No one warned me about the fact that your boobs after you're done breastfeeding feel like they're full of sawdust, like two ping pong balls at the bottom of tube socks, just fucking flapping in the wind. Yeah, I was prepared, you know, like my nipples are going to look like shit. You know, my stomach's going to be stretched whatever. I was not expecting my boobs to just be complete flapjacks. And I only breastfed for two weeks. I thought that happened like after a year. So fuck me. Anyway, love you. My daughter loves listening to you. And that's that on that. Sawdust titties. I feel you on that. Listen, my body has changed post freezing my eggs. I haven't even had a child yet. I don't even know what to do. And it's weird. I don't know about y'all and gentlemen. I know I have a fair heavy amount of gentlemen listeners, but I, I want, I don't want you to speed through this. I need you to hear these things. Okay. What is a sawdust titty? Well, what happens is when you breastfeed or when your hormones change, your breasts that used to be supple, high and tight, sit up next to your throat, you know, porn star titties, what we had when we were all about 18, they then either, if you're nursing a baby or pumping and the life gets sucked out of them and they become sawdust titties. Or I want you to imagine, let's explain this in a better way. So I want you to imagine a toy that maybe a kid would play with at a Montessori school, okay? Which is usually like a, like a, a nylon or a sock with some marbles in it that they just kind of throw around their head. You know, Montessori schools are weird. They're into that kind of stuff. It's a lot of nature. It's a lot of loose sticks that are tied together with a hope and a dream for, I don't know, world peace. That's what a titty looks like. My titties look like a Montessori school homemade toy, okay? I want 
want you to imagine a loose, like a crew sock, which is some, it's, you know, I would say maybe a golf ball at the end. It's, it's like real firm around the nipples, but then everything above it is just having a mind of its own. And again, I don't have titties. Usually, I mean, titties, I do have titties. I don't have kids. I don't have Giddies. Usually what happens is when you breastfeed, just the life gets sucked out of them. It's wild. You're taking life from your body, putting it into something that you created. And naturally, because we're women and Eve really fucked us over, we then have to spend the rest of our lives Googling breast lifts or boob jobs. Then, of course, you end up with a boob job. And recently, it's come to the medical community's really forefront that a lot of breast implants are causing horrible disease and lots of things. I'm not anti-breast implants. You do you. I'd love a fresh set. I'm just letting you know that a lot of women have been getting explant surgery, which means once you get an implant, you then get it taken out of your body because you end up with like brain fog or a weird encapsulation. You end up with like bad scar tissue. So really at the end of the day, too. We're supposed to remain hot like we were when we were 18, but we're having something suck on our titty, not just you, Mark. And then on top of that, our vagina has been ripped to shreds. We go through menopause, which is where your hormones go from zero to 150 fucking miles an hour. You have a hot flash you can't control. You cannot lose weight because it's absolutely physically impossible. Your body's shutting down for the end of the fucking world. And then we have to look at you when you say, come to us and you say, hey, I'm leaving you for my secretary, Kim. And you know what my response is? Pack your fucking bags. I have been used and abused for the last five years by these kids, by you sucking on my titties, by, you know, society. I've been kicked in the fucking crotch. And now you're going to leave me for somebody who's got not a long titty? Bye. Good luck. You'll be with her three years. You'll knock her up in a Chili's parking lot. And then as soon as those kids come out, her titties will get long too. And it's cyclical. And you will keep losing money because you'll keep paying these other women off and in a Chili's parking lot. And you know what? Go fuck yourself. But really, that's just me projecting. (laughs) The circle of life. It's what moves us all. No, I'm sure you have a loving and supportive husband and mine is too. And I love him and my titties are pretty good. But there are days where I'm like, what the fuck? And you know what happens, ladies, when you're on your period and your titties getting gorged before your period and then your period happens like, and then like day three, they're just like (laughs) like loose. Like I said, like a loose sock. You know, almost like a dream catcher, just blowing in the fucking wind, trying to catch your hopes and dreams of what your youth was. And you're in a TJ Maxx, dressing room, trying on a Diane von Furstenberg wrap dress that's 40% off in terrible fucking lighting. And you're like, this fit six months ago, but because my hormones are so imbalanced because I decided to freeze my eggs, I now can't even fit into the largest size DVF wrap dress, which is supposed to be one of the most universally flattering dresses on anybody. And guess what? It won't fucking wrap. And you got a saggy titty and you got you know, your belly button's giving off a kind of an odor and you don't know why because you just took a shower and your spray tan's crushing around your kneecaps, but it's the only thing that makes you feel alive because if you can't, you know, if you can't tone it, tan it, and even your spray tan girl, Britt, looked at you and goes, are you doing okay? Like, you know, it's bad when your mobile spray tan girl asks you, are you doing okay? Because she's never seen you in worse shape in your life. 
and you've had a weird itch on your lower back and then you realize it's a new stretch mark. You know why? Because your body's stretching from carrying the weight of the fucking world on it. So yeah, when people say men don't understand what women go through, yeah, you don't. (laughs) You really don't. And listen, next week's episode, I am answering all of the guys' questions. I had guys call into the podcast and I'm answering your questions. And this is not to shit on dudes. I'm just, I just need you to know the dark place I go to when I hear these other voicemails from women and they're like, why does this happen? Why does nobody tell you? I just want people to understand what we go through. That's just where we come from, okay? That's where my mind goes, to a Chili's fucking parking lot and you've cheated on me because I got a loose titty. That's where it goes. But don't worry, we're going to get into the voicemails next week and get a little bit of male perspective because I want everyone to feel included in this podcast. But also I feel like there's many answers. There's many things that I could answer for men, to men, um, together with men to help them understand why we're where we're coming from and why we have so much to bitch and complain about. Thanks for the voicemail. Let's get to the next one. Hi, Heather. It's Molly from Phoenix. I am a longtime listener. I went to your show in Cincinnati. It was the best thing ever. Actually, yes to that. With an actually not for you. Over Thanksgiving, I was with my in-laws and my mother-in-law was making tacos. As she's putting the ground beef in the skillet, there were some little bits of raw ground beef out and she picked up a little bit and just snacked on them of raw meat. Absolutely not to eating raw meat. And then when I thought my appetite was gone, she was making guacamole and was sampling it as she made it with her fingers, licking her fingers, sticking back in, sampling as she went. Again, disgusting, absolutely not. And then she decided, hmm, what does this guacamole need? I think it needs some sour cream. Why? I don't know, but she takes the sour cream and scoops it out with the fingers that she was sampling the guacamole with. So takes her little spoon of fingers and scoops some sour cream into the guacamole, mixes it up, and then obviously, because you have to at this point, lick it again with the same fingers. I mean, seriously, has this woman learned nothing from COVID? Just, she might as well just spit in it. That'll add some flavor to the guacamole. I don't know. Absolutely not to putting your germs all over the whole meal, and also to eating raw meat. I just, absolutely disgusting. Absolutely not. But obviously, it's your mother-in-law, so you can't say anything. So any tips for your mother-in-law discussing you and how to deal with that? Thanks. Love you. Bye. Thank you for calling in with this. So this is a classic case of raw meat mother-in-laws. And I think this is a really great full circle moment because guess who, who you know this woman and her name's Trish. <laughs> like, we know her. The bitch has somehow survived E. coli six times. And every single one of her ex-husbands was like, how the fuck has this woman not died of E. coli from eating raw beef? And this was the reason why they signed divorce papers. They they presented them to her the next day because they're like, I can't take her eating the raw beef off the counter anymore. It's just too fucking gross. Yeah. And then she put the sour cream in the guacamole. So I'm going to tell you this right now, okay? I know I have no Latin descent in me. I I know I have no, you know, I I am not from the Latino culture, but I do respect the Latino culture. And I'm obsessed 
with Mexican food. I love the Spanish tapas. That is my jam. A little slice of barbacoa. I'm fucking on cloud nine. And the only time you should ever show up with sour cream and guacamole in the same bowl at any moment is if, well, you're doing a seven layer dip. And I got to be fucking honest with you. I don't fuck with a seven layer dip because it's not authentic. Okay. I always think it's oddly cold. I don't want cold refried beans. And then they never melt the cheese on top. So I don't fuck with that. If you're making guacamole, you should not be putting sour cream mixed in with the guacamole. If you want it as an accoutrement on the side, say you're making a gorgeous chicken quesadilla, and then somebody might want to do a little spread of sour cream, a little spread of guac. That's fine. This woman is unhinged. She should be arrested. You should call the uh, Better Business Bureau of Mother-in-Laws. Definitely don't eat her food. Uh, I would pack a couple, maybe 10 to 15 protein bars and uh, hit a I'd say probably hit a Wendy's drive-thru before you hit her house, but that's fucking disgusting. But again, it's Trish. You're probably visiting her for the holidays. You're married to her son. You don't fucking know how he ended up okay, but this is where you're at. And that's the problem is Trish is a scammer as a mother-in-law too. And she invites you over. You say, and you're probably in a fight with your husband right now in the car. Okay. You know, you're in a fight with him. And you're like, I don't want to go to your mom's. She's a fucking scammer. Last time, I'm pretty sure she swiped a couple checks from my checkbook, even though she has plenty of money. Then your husband's like, how fucking dare you say that my mom stole your checkbook? And you're like, well, it's not in my purse. And I saw her go in it. (laughs) You know what? First, it started with you saying that she eats raw beef off the counter, which she does. And now you're saying she steals checkbooks. You know what? I'm nice to your mom. And I'm like, yeah, I try to be nice to your mom, but your mom eats raw beef off the fucking counter. Brandon, these are facts. Well, you know, you know, some people like that. No, they don't. They don't. And we are stuck in this fucking timeshare that she got from the second husband because you didn't have the balls to call her and say, we're doing our own thing for the holidays. This is a classic case of Trish. A classic. It's really wild the amount of trauma that these men have from their terrible mothers. Because I know you got in an argument with him. I know you were like, she's the fucking worst. She eats raw beef and then force us to eat it. And it's one thing if it's like a beef carpaccio, but if it hasn't been treated at all, like not even like with a lime juice, like a ceviche, no, that should, ground beef is where you die. You know, and these guys, they get the calls, crazy calls from their moms. Like, he's like, I know Trish called me and st- stole my identity when I was six and a half. And I've been in really bad credit card debt since. Lay off her. She's still my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing worse than a raw beef mother-in-law. I'll tell you what. Listen, all I can tell you is steal a cup of Hermenthal cigarettes and walk down to the boardwalk and just have a moment and don't eat the food. Good luck to you. Happy holidays. Let's get to the next voicemail. Listen, even if you can't put a price on comfort, a sale definitely doesn't hurt. And Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is here, bringing serious savings on everything you need to keep cozy. Dude, I love their cozy wear. I love their sheets. I love all their plush accessories. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is on, which means you can get your interior refreshed at a really great price. There's no such thing as too much comfort. And if you could use a little bit more, I got you some incredible savings. This sale is big news for your comfort. Brooklinen's entire site of super soft, seriously cozy essentials is on sale right now. Brooklinen was created uh, to bring dreamy comfort to every corner of your space at prices so affordable, they make you pinch yourself. Shopping doesn't get any easier than Brooklinen's bundles. Save more when you stock up on a 
essentials for your space. And hey, if you want to get some great gifts, I'm telling you, they have um, amazing gift cards or also like get some something plush and yummy and delicious and cozy and, and soft for um, maybe if you're staying with somebody for the holidays. Who doesn't love you know, some cozy pajamas or some great new sheets. Cause you know what? Your ass is probably gonna be farting in the bed all day. So bring them a fresh set of sheets. Uh, here's the deal. I've got you a little, a little hookup here. Don't miss out Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year. Listening after the sale, you can still say visit Brooklinen. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use promo code absolutely not for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K. L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code absolutely not for $20 off a purchase of $100 or more. Hey, Heather, I'm calling again because I got a real serious absolutely not. Athletics, absolutely not. And it's very Southern. It's cheer moms. And my daughter decided she wanted to do cheerleading. God bless her soul. And she loves it. And it's great. But these cheer moms are no freaking joke. And my daughter is on this squad. And this mom who's in charge, who lords over all of us, is the most passive, aggressive bitch of all time. And she's just, probably shouldn't use my name on this one, but (laughs) she's just always over on the app just being a bitch when she could just easily, nicely ask us to do things. Instead, she's over here like, uh, all y'all said y'all wanted the team picture, but only 11 of you paid for it. Well, Sam... I got three kids, two jobs, about 17 sports apps I got to keep up with. I'm not over here refreshing the band app every five minutes to find out when I should Venmo you $9 for the team pick. And if you can't front us the 30 bucks to get the pick, well, let me know because I'll send you enough to cover the whole thing next time. She's absolutely not to these cheer moms and these over-invested parents just trying to lord over you and just treat people like shit about a picture, about a stupid cheer picture. You know, my daughter has to put her hair up in zip ties for cheerleading. That's also an absolutely not. Anyways, sorry about this. Just need to get this one off my chest too. So thanks for having this line where I can just yell into the universe. Love and light. Thank you for calling in with this youth athletic, absolutely not. This is very, takes me down just a nostalgic lane because I did uh, intense cheerleading. I was a cheerleader for about four years and was captain of the squad in the eighth grade. I know it's hard for a lot of y'all to believe that, but I was. It's really because I had a great personality and a loud voice. I could not do a toe touch and I was a strong base. I've talked about this in my my stand-up shows, a strong, solid fucking base at the bottom. And it was very controversial when I became captain of the squad in eighth grade, it was because I had a great fucking personality and a natural born leader. And the other two girls were very upset because their moms did like everything in cheerleading. But I was like, you're not leaders. I don't know how to tell you this. You're actually have no leadership skills and it's fine. I like you both a lot, but let me just, you know, be the backbone of this team. And their moms proceeded to treat me like shit. And all these other, like, it was so fucking controversial in the cheerleading world. It was insane. And I remember one of the days, one of these little girls was being a fucking bitch. And I told her, I go, quit being a bitch. And then because we went to this like crazy Christian school, she went and told the principal. And then I, they were like, didn't know what they were going to do. So then in order to get ahead of the situation and a real PR stunt, I had to stop practice in the middle of practice and all of us girls had to sit around and read Bible verses and like work through our feelings. And I remember being like, this is such fucking bullshit. This is such fucking bullshit. At the time, I was so annoyed. I was like, you guys are mean to me. It was just these two girls. We're cool now, but it's fine. But the moms, it was the fucking moms. 
there was this one mom from this other girl and um, at cheer, I remember at cheerleading tryouts. Okay, so just so you know, I was captain of the squad in eighth grade and didn't make the team in ninth grade with my best friend, Annie, and my other friend, Dana, because these two other bitches who were the co-captains because they didn't have leadership qualities, their moms ended up becoming like the new cheer moms. And then I got fucking kicked off the squad, even though I was fucking great. But you know what? I got to be honest with you. Cheerleading wasn't cool after that. So sorry about it. I did it. <laughs> Joke's on you. And we used to go to a Christian cheer camp and all the moms were so insane. I mean, honestly, once I was done, once I pulled my crew off the cheer squad, it wasn't cool anymore. And you got me, you know, I'll take that to, I'll take that to the grave. I will. But the cheer moms, it's always a passive aggressive, whether it's like soccer or little league or whatever. It's always the mom who wants to be the most involved doesn't really have the finances to do it. And that's not on her if the mom doesn't have a lot of money, but she's, it's a passive aggressiveness. Okay, well, y'all wanted the y'all wanted the photos. You know who else is? It's fucking Trish. <laughs> it's Trish. Trish is that mom. So let me get this straight. Okay, I came to the pep rally. I ordered all the stuff. Nobody asked me to. I ordered it. These girls don't even need it. And it was actually I only had a had to go out of pocket fifty dollars. And I actually have plenty of money because I have a timeshare in Orange Beach because I have ten ex husbands. But what I'm saying is y'all can't you can't Venmo me the two dollars and fifty cents for the extra pom-poms that I got for our kids that they don't even need because we have a plethora of pom-poms, but I just want to do this because I want to stir the pot and be a scammer. This is, we know this woman. Trish is absolutely the volunteer cheer coach. She's the volunteer, you know, a little league softball mom or, or baseball mom and everybody can't fucking stand her. And we're pretty sure she stole the treats she brought. Like whatever, if you show up with the assorted Mixed bags of chips, you know, you get the Doritos, the Lay's, the Cheetos, the Cool Ranch, and then there's always a regular bag of Ruffles, and nobody wants a fucking regular bag of Ruffles. But Trish makes sure that her boys, Brantley and Braxley, she makes sure that they get the Dorito and the Cool Ranch. So by the time you step up to the plate to get your bag of chips post game, you're only stuck with the Ruffles, and her kids have like sticky fucking cheesy fingers. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> And she becomes a cheer mom really because it's her stepdaughter from one of her husbands who's on the cheer squad. And she's like, makes their life kind of a living hell. Trish is the fucking worst. I know her. Um, okay, so I'll got the team photo, but nobody's paid me. It's like, the photo hasn't even fucking developed yet, Trish. We haven't even seen, seen the proof of the fucking photos. And you're already nickel and diamond me for a 250? Get the fuck out of here. I really don't know why going into this, I needed to bring in my own cheerleading drama, but there was a lot of it. And these other moms were really mean. And I remember one time we were doing the, this is the year I didn't make it. This was my ninth grade year. We were all auditioning for the JV team. Again, I was captain the year before. And I remember clapping and this group of girls got up and I was like, good try, girls. You got this. Good try. Like I was being encouraging. And one of the moms pulled me aside and she's like, don't you dare say good try. I'm like, what? And I guess like I used the wrong words. Like I was supposed to just say, I was like, good job. Good try, girls. You got this. Like being encouraging, not saying good try. Like nobody did it. I was just trying to be encouraging. And this mom pulled me aside and kind of like pulled my shirt, like a little abusive and was like, don't you dare say good try. You need to be quiet. Literally this mom was f- so fucking done with me because she knew her daughter was mediocre and I knew her daughter was mediocre. But because her daughter was actually kind of mean and I wouldn't put up with it, I'll never forget. <sighs> this girl ever listens to my podcast. You know what your mom did. 
don't ever say good try. What am I supposed to say? Claire in the back with the bad leg, you did it because she didn't, but I was still being encouraging. You know, it's hard. We're going to do this next episode is all, it's going to be about the dudes. And I really want to bring Jeff in and get his dude perspective. But I got to be honest with you, the cattiness that even as a girl, as a 13 year old girl, you got to deal with with some of these fucking moms is insane. And I remember my mom was the volunteer coach for our cheerleading squad the first day and a girl broke her arm. And then my mom, it wasn't my mom's fault. But we were, I actually was not involved with the stunt. They were doing this stunt and they were doing it on wood chips on the playground, which was a terrible idea. And this girl, Jessica, she slipped and broke her arm. And I had to run to the gym, the second gym, where they were having varsity tryouts. And I had to ask this woman, Ms. Bartlett, Ms. Bartlett, what do we do? And she goes, your mom was watching. And my mom was literally in her car, like having a juice or something. (laughs) My mom was there, but my mom was like, what are you just, why are you doing stunts on the wood chips? And so after that, my mom was like, I will never volunteer for any sports thing ever. Because what was my mom going to do? You know what I mean? She's in the back of the car trying to get the appropriate snacks together. And these two dumbasses decided to throw up this thin girl named Jessica. And she flew and somebody slipped on the wood chips. And then there you go. She had a broken arm. And then I had to look like the asshole calling for help. But people don't realize this. It's a real pivotal moment. Girls become mean when they're 13. 11 and like like 6th, 7th to 8th grade is when girls really get that cuntiness in them. And they learn it from their moms who are probably around, maybe around 40 or I don't know how how old a mom is. 45, my mom was old. She was like 60. But regardless, that's when you get it. You you learn from example. My mom was always cool and very nonchalant, just showed up and like showed out. But that's how we got it. When guys ask... When do women become bitches? About 13. 13 is when you see it. And you see it at cheer practice. And you see it from your stepmom fucking Trish. And you see her the bullshit scamming that she does. And that's how we learn. And then that's how cyclically Trish's become more Trish's. And they expand and they grow. And then you can't stop it. And then eventually it's world domination. And what do those Trish's eventually do? They go directly from the cheer squad to running an MLM. And then they DM you online and tell you that if you don't start buying into their weight loss shakes, that, you know, your kids won't be on homecoming court. And that's how it fucking works. It's fear, intimidation, and we have to fucking stand up for something. We got to put our foot down and say, we're not going to handle it. And that's what we do here at the Absolutely Not Podcast. We figure things out and we say no, but we also say yes. God, this has been a great episode. Really made me giggle. Also very traumatizing. So good thing that one of our one of our sponsors for this week is Talkspace because I'm going to go call someone and talk to them about it. Y'all, I am so thrilled to be getting into more voicemails uh, in the next two weeks. You know, we're rounding out the year and I'm thrilled to be here. But again, you can call the hotline. Let me know what's going on. 800-213-7503. Also, another great gift you can get people is tickets to my tour. Heather on tour.com. Come as friends, come as family, bring your spouses. It's always a fucking great time. Heather on tour.com. We added a lot more cities in the spring. And again, I cannot reiterate this enough. If you're in Atlanta and you're like, where's that Atlanta show? We are um, nailing that down now. So we will announce that, but that will be the last stop on the farewell tour for the spring. Then I'll take the summer off, go get married, hopefully shoot a couple TV shows and then come back in the fall with all new stuff. Anyways, if you want to see this, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I love you. I mean it. I will see you on the next episode. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.